0: pray together and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching Heavenly Father thank you for the honor and the privilege to be here to worship you and to sing songs to you and to hear your message Lord, we humble ourselves right now to listen and to hear your voice and to hear the words that you have in store for us today Heavenly Father we approach your throne with humility not with pride and with arrogance but with brokenness and with humility oh God Lord we humble ourselves to hear from you and God we acknowledge that God it's not about my feelings it's not about my emotions but it's about the choice that I will make today whether I will lift up my hands and worship you in spirit and truth, or be lost in my own self-pity. Heavenly Father, you are greater than all of our shortcomings. You are greater than all of our guilt and all of our sins that gets accumulated over time. Lord, you are greater than all things, O God. For God, I have died with Christ and I rise with Christ. And God, we surrender ourselves to you. We humble ourselves to you. Walk with you every single day with faithfulness and with fruitfulness, oh God. So, as you transition now, I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts for those who are listening today, Lord, may it be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord. May it bring honor and glory and may it please your heart, oh God. We praise you, pray all these things in your precious Son Jesus Christ, and we pray. God's people pray. Amen and amen. Right, God bless you guys. Uh, let's all take our seat this moment. Everybody feels a little closer today. Um, it's good, it's good. Yeah, what happened? Is it just chairs? You guys feel a lot closer. Anyways, um, praise team, you guys did a great job. I remember even back in the day when we didn't have a praise team and just The amount of maturity that we have come, not just as a priest, but as a church member for our church. I'm very proud of our church. I'm very proud of just the journey that we've been on as a church and as an individual. I pray that you'll continue to grow. I pray that you'll continue to be encouraged. I pray that you'll continue to spur one another towards good deeds. Amen? So now with that, let's start with our title. The title of today's message is called, Who Am I in My Community. Who am I in my community? I have two scriptures for us. Let's start with the first one. If you've been coming on Thursday nights, we've been on the book of Hebrews, but I'm jumping the gun a little bit, going to Hebrews chapter 10, starting with the first passage. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25 says this, And let us consider... How we may spur one another unto on our love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, spur, love and good deeds, <laughs> and encouraging one another. Amen. Let's go to our second passage, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 through 18. It says this, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish, it means discipline or rebuke, who admonish you, hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The focus in today's message is in community. Not just who am I as an individual when I'm by myself, but who am I in my community? People say things like this, I want to search myself and go off-grid, and live off on my own without people and community. But the truth and the reality is, as a Christian, God didn't call us to be nomads and to live as an individual. God calls you to know who you are in your community, in your church, in the place, in the family, in the place that God has called you to be. Because anybody can be number one when they're by themselves. You don't go to a sports event and you play against your own shadow and you say, yes, number one, I won. And you beat yourself and you're number one. You go ahead and you go in a team. You go against a different individual, a different team, a different opposing opponent, and you fight, and you go against them, and you realize who you really are. You compare the level that you're in so that you can get to that next place. God called us to know who we are in the community that God has placed you in. Meaning if you want to be challenged, and if you want to grow, then you must grow in community. Anybody can be numeral number one when they're by themselves. But God called us to know who we are in the community that God has placed us in. Amen. So starting with point number one, spur towards good deeds in your community. Spur towards good deeds in your community. And love and good deeds they go hand in hand. So the question, how do we spur one another towards love? What are the fruits of love? I'll tell you, it's good deeds. Love and good deeds they go hand in hand. So so point letter A is this good deeds to who? To the weak. Good deeds to the weak. It says in Hebrews 10, 25, what we read earlier, it says, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but what? Encouraging. Encouraging one another. And it goes on. First Thessalonians chapter 5, one of the main passages, the second main passage that we read earlier, verse 14 to 15, it says, And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. It says, help the weak. You are only strong as your weakest link in your team. It doesn't matter how strong the leader is, the chain is only strong as its weakest link. And as I'm saying this, don't be proud and have a name in your head. You're probably thinking, oh, damn. Or, I don't know, somebody' name. They're probably the weakest link. But it can be you. Some seasons you may be strong. Some seasons you may be that weakest link in that chain. You're only strong as, as strong as your weakest link. I think it was two weeks ago I met with one of the twin members. Not because I have to, I want to. I'm planning on meeting again. Maybe play, uh, throw some baseball around in a park and have food outside. Just because I'm doing well and just because we are doing well, doesn't mean that the church as a whole were doing well. It says, if one part of your body, no matter how small it is hurting, if you ever had a splinter on your foot or anything, any little pain, does it not affect the whole body? Shouldn't the whole body feel the pain? You are only as strong as your weakest link. You may be strong now, but there will come a season where you will be the weakest link in that chain. But may we encourage each other. May we continue to do good deeds to the weak. To those who are in the moment, who are struggling. May we remain strong and continue to spur one another towards love and good deeds. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 to 23, Paul, the ultimate apostle, the amazing Paul himself what does he say the title goes Paul's use of his freedom and it says in verse 19 though I am free and belong to no one I have made myself a slave to everyone why to win as many as possible to the Jews I became like a Jew to win the Jews to those under the law I became like one under the law Though I myself am not under the law, as to win those under the law, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law, to the weak, I became weak, to win the weak, I become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some, I do why? Why do I do this? I do all this for the sake of the Gospel that I may share in its blessings. Why must we continue to spur one another towards love and good deeds? It's because it's for the sake of the Gospel. Because Christ did that for us. When we were in our weakest state, He did it for us. He came and He died for us and He saved us when we couldn't save ourselves. When we were in our weakest state, Christ came and He saved us. That is why we do this for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the truth, for the sake of Jesus Christ. So that we may share in all of its blessings, it says. And how do we do that? How do we do good deeds to the weak? How? Simple. Godly encouragement. Simple word. Pat in the back. Some of you may not like this, but also godly rebuke. Godly discipline. Admonish. Admonishment someone who brings discipline, godly discipline, which are good things for us. It helps us to grow. Godly instructions. That's how. Romans 15, 14 says, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to what? Instruct one another. We are called to instruct one another, to help each other, how? Through the Word of God. Through the Word of God, through the Scripture. You lead each other, you instruct each other with the Scripture, with the Word of God. Why? You will learn later in the Thursday Scripture study, that we're going to get there in chapter 4. But it says in Hebrews 4, verse 12, For the Word of God is what? Is alive. The Scripture that you're reading is alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints, and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So when you enter competition, Andy, in Kondo, instead of bringing your, just bring the Bible and do Hebrews 4.12, it's going to penetrate you, and then you'll get kicked off. (laughs) Alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. So, in everything we do, we instruct one another and we lead each other with the word, with the scripture, with our words and with our actions coming from a genuine heart. Good deeds to the weak. So, point B, last point here for point number one. Spur towards good deeds in your community is this good deeds to the strong, good deeds to the strong. First Thessalonians chapter five verse twelve through thirteen. Again, one of our main passage in the beginning that I share. It says this. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to what? To acknowledge those who work hard among you. So, right now, think of those who are around you right now who are working hard among you right now. And it goes on, it says, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. So, care and admonish, they go hand in hand. Care doesn't mean, love doesn't mean you allow that person to do whatever they want to do. But Christian love, true love, is you care and you love and you admonish, and admonish means discipline, it means at times godly rebuke, they go hand in hand together. Think of the people around you that bring this to your life right now, who work hard among you, and who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Verse 13, it goes on. It says, hold them, what? In the highest regard, in love, because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Earlier I said you are only as strong as your weakest link. And in this one I'll say this. You are only strong as your leader also, as the strongest link. Every chain is important. Every link in that chain is important. It says in 1 Timothy 5.17, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of what? Double honor. Especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. I'll say that again. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor. Especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. But the key is, They have to do it well. And if they do well, they're worthy of double honor. For those who do what? Who do preaching and teaching. And then I read it, I'm like, hey, that's me. But nothing to be proud of. Why? Because the responsibility of, and everybody wants to be a leader, and people love leading, and they have this false sense of leadership. I'm not in this position because, God, I want to be a leader. But everything just happened naturally, the way it's supposed to happen. But it's nothing to be proud of, being a leader. Why? It's because the responsibility of a leader is a very, is a heavy burden. Because you have to lead well. You can either make or break individuals. The weight is very heavy. It says in James chapter 3, verse 1, that not many of you should become teachers, leaders. Teachers are leaders, right? My fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. So at the end of the day, when I stand before the mighty God, when I take my final breath here on earth, He will judge me in a stricter way, in a stricter manner, than just a regular individual. Yes, they will have the double honor, but they'll also have a double punishment because the standard is high. The weight of the responsibility is heavy. Yes, there are terrible elders and leaders and pastors, but not all. I heard someone say, all Korean elders are evil. Changlunia doesn't understand what that means. All Korean elders are evil, but is that really true? That means you have to have met every Korean elder in every county in every state. Yes, handful of them. They are. They tend to go and get lost in their power, but I've also met rare individuals who are very good, who are doing it for the Lord. Colossians 3, 23. Work at it with all your heart as you're doing for the Lord. I've met individuals who have a genuine heart before God. We can't say all cops are corrupted and power hungry. Because I've met good cops and those who genuinely want to help the people. We must not get lost get lost in the way that this world, everything that the world is teaching us. Just like in all things, some are good and some are bad. But the important thing is we do good deeds. We spur one another towards love. How? Good deeds to the weak and good deeds to the strong. How? Simple. Godly encouragement, again. Godly gifts, uh, Godly fellowship, Godly meal, uh, just giving time, just showing an appreciation, a car, doesn't matter, just coming from the heart, good deeds to, to the strong, not just good deeds to, to the weak, amen? We all need each other, for we are always constantly moving. Sometimes we're in a place where we're strong, sometimes we're in a place where we're weak. But the important thing is we spur towards, spur towards good deeds in our community. Amen? Number two, spur towards godly fellowship in your community. Spur towards godly fellowship in your community. Going back to our main passage found in Hebrews 10.25, it says, Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now I'm here to talk about godly fellowship in our community. Pandemic 2020 was a crazy year. Many people, many Christian believers have given up meeting each other in godly fellowship. Especially in the beginning, we could not meet because of the pandemic. But now, as things are slowly coming back to normal, what are we doing? Are we getting lost in that mindset of being isolated, being by ourselves? That it's okay because I did service by myself alone when I was by myself, but now God is calling us to come back, to encourage one another. It says in verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, because it becomes a habit. You staying by yourself in your room, isolated, that's a habit that you form. Everything is a habit. And you must unlearn that habit, and you must get back into the habit of meeting individuals. Not any individuals, not everyone go socialize, go to bar, and, and go and have fun. I'm not talking about socializing. I'm not just talking about regular fellowship out in the world. I'm talking about godly fellowship after service. Having fellowship, godly fellowship, encouraging one another and all the more as as you see the day approaching. The pandemic has tested many believers of how genuine and how godly their fellowship was during this past year. Many have walked away from their faith and isolated themselves from godly fellowship. Only few are walking towards godly fellowship with their fellow brothers and sisters in the faith. Godly fellowship means to come. Even on Thursday, when we have prayer meeting, afterwards we have a little fellowship here and there. Godly fellowship. Do you hunger for it? Do you desire for it? Do you have the habit that has formed? Do you have to unlearn the bad habits? Some are in the habit of doing. What is the habit that they were doing? Not meeting up, giving up, meeting together. They have given up. Don't give up meeting together. You have to meet together and form that habit of encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. That is a very important the day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that a little bit later in point number three. Because in fellowship, what do we receive as Christians? It's not just my relationship with God, and that's it is also horizontal not just vertical but horizontal as well which makes a cross it's the people that are around me the relationship that I have the fellowship that I receive so in horizontal we receive in fellowship in godly fellowship we receive Encouragement, we receive motivation, we receive inspiration, we receive accountability, we receive, We are united, unity, we receive prayer, and they all come together. It's not just getting encouragement from God alone, but God uses each other to bring encouragement, motivation, inspiration, accountability, unity, and prayer. Again, encouragement, motivation, inspiration, accountability, unity, and prayer. There's a big difference. Maybe some of you like to do this, eating together by themselves and fellowshipping by yourself versus fellowshiping with other godly people in the room. There's a difference between worshipping by yourself in a room in front of a computer versus worshipping in a congregation, in a building together, live. It's reminding us Remember what that was like when you used to get encouraged, motivated, inspired, when you were accountable to each other, when you were united, when you guys prayed for one another. You must come back and spur again towards godly fellowship in your community. And last point here, point number three. Spur towards worship in your community. spur towards worship in your community. Going back to, again, to our main passage, in 1 Thessalonians 5, it ends with this, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus. Again, this past year has revealed to us not only is how real is our godly fellowship with each other, but how real is our worship towards God, our attitude and our heart of worship before God, and our worship before the living God. When gyms were closed, when churches were being closed, when all those stores were being closed, when we couldn't meet, right, when you would drive, literally there would be nobody in the street. I remember back when we were in the other building, the other, other building, it takes extra to record videos and to post, post it online. It takes extra to clean after worship and fellowship. It takes extra to wear a mask and to sanitize our hands. But we do not give up worshiping together as a church. No matter what, no matter what the government tells us, no matter what the world tells us, especially in areas like communist nations, where religion, and there's no freedom of religion, we cannot, we're cannot. we not free to meet on our own, when there are underground churches, when they meet by themselves in their own little place, where they can't be caught by the authorities, or they will go to jail, and they'll be persecuted. We must come back. And worship together in spirit and in truth. Worship. Worship in your community together. As family of believers in Christ. It says in Hebrews 10.25, And all the more, as you see the day approaching. Earlier I said the day. Remember that, the word, the day. The phrase, the day. What is the day? The day is talking about now. Right now. The day when Christ returns. It means now. Because we don't know when He will come back, when He will return. The audience of Hebrews here, the believers thought that it was going to be now, in their time. So we must... Be aware of ourselves. We must know the times that we're living in. The day is now. As the day approaches, as it draws near, it's reminding us to worship now. Worship Him now. Right now is the day. Because any moment, tomorrow is not guaranteed to any one of us. Any moment, Christ will return. As the day approaches, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Worship now. Letter A. Why? Hardships will rise. Hardships will rise. Letter B. Persecutions will rise. Letter C. Anti-God agendas will rise. And we see it in the laws that people are making right now. Anti-God state of mind agendas will rise. The spiritual attacks will rise. And we see it happening right now as we speak. Hardships will rise persecutions will rise, anti-God agendas will rise, spiritual attacks will rise. Again, it's happening as we speak. But it's an important reminder, if you get, go back to the bracelet that we used to have, First John 4, 4, which is what? You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Right? greater. 1 Corinthians 15.57 But thanks be to God, he gives us what? The victory to our Lord Jesus Christ. So the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world, than Satan, than the world. And thanks be to God, he gives us victory through who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, and then with F-G-H-F, Let's continue. Rejoice always. G, pray continually. And H, give thanks permanently. Permanently. Always, no matter what. No matter what you're going through. Why? Why must we do so? Because the days are evil. And the day is approaching. The day is evil. The days are evil. And the day is Approach. why it says for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus that's what it says that is God's will for us in this life give thanks permanently why for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus so can we as a church right now in unison can we read this last passage together 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Ready? On the top of our voices. Ready? One, two, three. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. And with that, closing with this, I want to invite you to close your eyes with me at this time. Just with our eyes closed. Let's cast aside every distraction at the moment. Just going back to the title of today's message. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? In my community. Going back to point number one. Spur towards good deeds in your community good deeds to the weak and good deeds to the strong. Spur towards Godly fellowship in your your community. Why? Because in your community, in Godly fellowship, you receive encouragement, motivation, inspiration, accountability, unity, and prayer. And last, we spur towards worship in our community. Why? Why must we do so? Why must we worship together? Because the day is here. The days are evil, and the day is here. And the day is approaching. and It is now. Why? Because hardships will rise. Persecutions will rise. Anti-God agendas will rise. Spiritual attacks will rise. Therefore, rejoice always pray continually and give thanks permanently so right now as a church as we're here together as we're here together as a church can we take a moment to pray for one another can you pray for those who are weak right now can you pray for those who are strong can you pray for each other right now at this moment can we encourage each other can we edify the church and can we build up the church Can we not bring down the church with gossip, but can we just uplift the church? Can we lift up one another and encourage one another and not give up meeting each other as some are in the habit of doing? But as we're here together, let's build up godly habits and build each other up and pray for one another. Can we pray for each other right now? Oh father thank you for being our father and thank you for calling us your own thank you that you will never leave us nor forsake us no matter where we go geographically wherever we are god you are always there with us no matter what season we're in or what depression or what seasons of attacks that we're in lord you are always there with us and you walk with us we are yoked with christ and you continue to guide us every step of the way so god help us not lose heart help us not be disheartened help us to not to lose our joy oh lord may we every single day rejoice in the lord rejoice always when we continue to seek after you and spur each other spur towards love and good deeds oh god Help us to spur towards godly fellowship in our community, oh God. Lord, help us, God, to spur together in worship, and our worship to you as a congregation, and as a church, and as a family of believers in Christ. Let us worship you, your spirit, and your truth, oh God. We thank you, we love you. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and we pray, and all God's people pray, amen and amen. We all stand to our feet and before our offering prayer, let us just sing this song as our worship and as our offering worship before God. Let's just worship Him in spirit and in truth, let's give Him our offering of worship and of our hearts to Him. Take my heart, I lay it down. Let's worship together.